0: With you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze. My pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. Come one, come all, and welcome back for another episode of With You. Here we are in episode 13. We've made it this far, almost all the way through the back line. Our subs are just itching. That bench is getting warmed up, scratching, getting ready to go. It's really great to be here. Thank you guys also for listening along. And I really appreciate the positive feedback I've gotten from friends and and acquaintances alike about... How this is reaching our hearts. I have that experience with it every single time, so I'm glad y'all are too. Do me a favor throw this episode or your favorite from before out to a friend, and we'll just keep this thing a- growing along. This week will be a treat. I talked to Katie Cross. She's one of those ruggers, you know, that has two names but they really are like one yeah that's the one (laughs) and we only played together just a short while before I moved to Colorado but she's a Chesapeake player gotta love my Baltimore family and her dad is quite a name around Baltimore metro area he's coached most of the teams and it's interesting to hear about Katie and her dad's relationship I love it it's so cool honestly and there's a really different perspective brought from this episode as well because Katie grew up in rugby her father's a rugby player played in Ireland and 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 came over here to play and you'll get more details I don't want to give it all away, but <clears throat> she started at five she started with flag rugby at five years old and I would love to hear from more people who've had that experience, but it was a new one to hear about. So I won't give you too much more about it. You're just going to have to listen to the episode to find out. I hope you enjoy. I love this. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. You sound great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Damn it. Now I want to go get a mic. <sighs> hmm. That's okay. One day. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Katie. You want, should we just call you Katie Cross? Is everybody just call you by your full name or what?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, it's actually funny that I never had a nickname. Uh-huh. Um, it's always been Katie Cross as long as I can remember. Uh-huh. I, think.
0: <laughs> just, I think two names become one. <laughs>
1: right. Like I think somebody tried giving me a nickname before, it just didn't stick. Katie Cross. <laughs>
0: Katie Cross it is, then. Katie Cross, yeah. <laughs> well, before you tell me how you got into rugby, what are your pronouns? Um, I am uh, she and her. Thank you. You're well, welcome.
1: How did you get into rugby? How did I get into rugby? Wow. Well, um, well, you have to say, I, uh, not to any get into quoting or anything, but the line "She was born with it" by Maybelline. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so basically, I was born into the sport, um, probably playing in the womb, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah, it's just been in my, you know, family for ever.
0: Yeah, because your your dad, well, your dad coached me. If you at a couple different teams, and he is like full Irish, and he played rugby in Ireland as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he um played in Ireland, played for
1: you know, when he was in high school, his high school team and club teams and he was just this short little uh, leprechaun man, <laughs> just running around. <laughs> and coming to the US um because of rugby, mm-hmm. um playing for a team out in California and my my mom out there and I'm their first child, so um you know, we, I went to rugby games as like a baby and.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow. Just, wow. just surrounded by it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have a choice. They were like, you, you were, you were born into it. It's really neat. Um, You were the first guest on the show to have had like that situation to have been really grown up in rugby. And I think like, I think the only person I know, most of us find it a little later on sometimes, high school, sometimes college. So what was your early life like in rugby playing?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'd say probably my first practice, um, playing tag rugby when mm-hmm. I was probably five, six. Wow. Yeah. My dad, uh, of course my dad finds a rugby team in the Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Um, he took my sister and well, I have three sisters
0: mm-hmm. to,
1: to preface that. So, He took me and my, um, second, uh, sister, who's a year younger than me. Um, Mm -hmm. he took us out to West Carroll Marauders out in, uh, Carroll County, uh, Mm -hmm. for tag rugby. And, uh, that was like my first experience playing, um, you know, with boys and girls, all different shapes and sizes, tag rugby, um, It was definitely a lot of fun from what I remember. My, uh, Mm -hmm. my sister wasn't a huge fan, but uh, (laughs) my dad still brought her along anyway.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. He he wasn't going to give up easily with that, right?
1: No. My other two sisters as well, you know, bring in the tag rugby. Uh My youngest sister, she played rugby for a little bit longer than Mm -hmm. my other two. Mm -hmm. Um, She played in maybe her first, second year of high school and then just Just stopped playing um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so i'm the i'm still standing involved with rugby today
0: (laughs) yeah that's awesome and you 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 got to play all the way through high school and college right
1: oh yeah uh in high school i joined uh again the west carroll marauders Mm -hmm. they they, uh they had a men's or or high school boys high school girls Mm -hmm. uh high school teams also if you wanted a middle school weird thing enough they accepted um middle schoolers to play on the because it was considered a U19 team, not so much high school, because sure. it wasn't a, it wasn't affiliated with the high school. Mm-hmm. So like if you want if you were in middle school, you can come play tackle rugby, which I thought was interesting because I didn't know about that in middle school. Like I did tag and I started playing with a different team in Timonium mm-hmm. for tag rugby when I was in middle school. And then when I got to high school, I'm like, oh, they have a women's tackle high school girls tackle team so of course I started playing in high school my dad of course coaching being involved in any way shape or form
0: right Um, he lives and and breathes rugby
1: uh my
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, we that'll definitely be in more details later for for some of the people listening to the podcast definitely are familiar with Rusty Mm -hmm. and definitely he's definitely coached uh, mo- probably most teams in the greater Baltimore area from yeah. all levels, um, but uh, yeah. So we pl- I played in high school and I was more a, a back scrum half fly half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know if that was molded because my dad was a scrum half growing up, mm-hmm. and that was definitely probably molded into me to play those positions. Like, well, that. maybe
0: you had the aptitude too, like that you he saw it in you because I know like a good coach and your dad is one of them can see ability in players that they don't always see and kind of put them in a space that they fit.
1: Yeah. That's, that's absolutely true. It's, I've never met anybody. Well, I've met, you know, maybe a few coaches that I've met and had in like in college and stuff that like just have like, just, they can see your skills, not just what you look like, but Mm -hmm. how, how you are as an athlete and, your demeanor your attitude your personality mm-hmm. and that also goes into play i think with certain positions as well not just the physique of the
0: yeah of the players yeah there's a mentality behind them too and, and a skill set that yeah becomes specific in certain ways oh yeah absolutely
1: cool. um yes and i also um i played other sports in when i was growing up soccer i played field hockey cool um Rugby was always there too, which is interesting. Cause a lot of people, they always talk about, Oh, playing peewee soccer and like playing soccer till, you know, through high school. Then once they get to college, they might play for a club team. But, you know, for me, the rugby was a similar way when it's like, you've been, you play it all the time. Then you play for a club team. You spend a lot of time doing this activity and, at a certain point, you might get burnt out just because it's uh, a lot of time spent, you know, participating in the sport and going away a lot. And yeah, um, that was pretty similar for me because I always hear a lot about uh, my friends and people that I interact with, you know, playing soccer or playing basketball or playing something all over. their or softball or softball. Yeah. 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 A lot of tournaments, a lot of traveling around. And it's exhausting, even as like a, being a kid or being a teenager it's takes a lot out of you and
0: yeah we've heard that a lot from guests to come on the show that like crossed over that were you were athletes in high school for a different sport other than rugby and when they got to college like I've heard so many people just say I was burned out on the sport that had been playing my whole life and it just wasn't enjoyable anymore
1: absolutely yeah and and at some point, rugby was the same thing for me, yeah. which, is, which, which is strange because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people I've played with found it in college and, and you know, club team. And it's just strange to think, oh, how do you get like burnout? How do you get like sick of it? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just one of those things. And I'll talk, I'll talk more a little about that with college, how just, you know, how I spent a lot of time. That's what, that was basically my college was going to school and playing rugby
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I think it's it's just different your experience with rugby was a lot different than ours It started earlier I mean honestly and I grew up in metro Baltimore too I didn't even know that there were these youth programs I'm just a couple years older than you back when we were young yeah yeah and so I don't know it's it's a lot of different things a lot of different reasons it didn't know or hear about it um my parents obviously didn't even know about rugby and so I t- started playing it but the the fact that like your dad sought out these programs for you to participate in too was i sure part of part, well it was it was part of you finding it but it could already been p- also part of you like growing up and being burned out on it too this is like where was it what do I want to say we can jump into the college conversation because I think this is interesting um Yeah, like how you get to college and you kind of have this these moments where you have to decide what what's really important to you what your values are and sports part of that Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so what what happened with you I was you know pretty into school so I wanted to go somewhere where I was gonna um, pursue my career as a I wanted to be a teacher so I knew I wanted to be a teacher and go to a school but also it has a rugby program Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and at first I like was really gung-ho about going to school like Penn State, for example, because they had a really good rugby program. Like their team has won a bunch of national championships. Sure. Like, they had a, they had a big reputation for that. And mm-hmm. of course, like part of me was thinking, oh, I want to go to school and just play, you know, play rugby for this awesome national like, national champion team. And, but then also part of me thought like, you know, am I going, you know, as being, an, being an athlete and, with rugby is not a varsity sport in most colleges back then in 2007, Mm -hmm. 2008, I think only like maybe like three or four colleges had a varsity program. Yeah. I
0: remember when they first started, I was like my junior year. So that seems about right. It was, it was so few, so few varsity programs at a collegiate level.
1: Right. And so I had to
0: kind of be realistic in a way
1: that I had to think about my, my career with, uh, being a teacher and going to school and studying and playing rugby, you know, along with that. Cause I've been doing that in high school, playing rugby and, you know, going to
0: school. Mm. Um, and being so. academically minded, like not just going to school, but like knowing that that was a way for you to grow up and support yourself.
1: Exactly. And um, in playing in high school, we, um, we had been to national tournaments for my high school rugby team. So of course I wanted a team that was, a certain level of of competitiveness and that people are going to take it a little bit seriously. Um, That's so cool. A high school national, national competition. Oh yeah. We went, um, I think my first couple of years that I was on the team, we -hmm. went to um, uh, Wisconsin and we went to Maine for national championships. It It was a pretty awesome experience. That is awesome. So I went to, James Madison University
0: mm-hmm.
1: for college and um, played rugby there. Mm-hmm. So my freshman year, I, I don't think I've, I played a game yet. Maybe I might have played one game, but I ended up breaking my ankle really badly at practice. Oh, no.
0: What, yeah. how, how did that happen?
1: So I was getting tackled, and then when I landed – my ankle just went the complete opposite way oh my gosh I just fell wrong Mm -hmm. and um and it was a pretty clean break I uh, apparently other people could hear it I was just not in the moment knowing what was going on but apparently other people heard and I was just in a lot of pain yeah (laughs) oh
0: poor thing poor thing yeah yeah to be to be have having been played that long and finding that like a team that you wanted to compete with to and, and continue and then break break your ankle so early on. Um yeah, fresh freshman year. I like
1: <sighs> it was rough. I, I remember leaving school for uh for a week to uh get surgery and um kind of mentally prepared going back to school. Um yeah. having recovered from that. And I just remember I like didn't, I didn't really want to go back, and I just, uh, I just have this memory when I first got back to school. You know, I think most colleges have like a disabilities office where you can get accommodations yeah. um, for for certain things. And I remember like at you know talking to them because JMU. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Harrisonburg. Mm-mm. It's uh, it's in the Shenandoah Valley in central Virginia, so it's very hilly. Mm. Uh, and the campus is kind of split up on different sides of a highway of 81. And yeah. so I I was living on one side of the campus and then most of my classes were on the other side. And just trying to figure out how am I going to get to class with, uh, with uh, being on crutches and not knowing really the system of the school with like transportation and everything. So I remember going to the disability office and they offered me this wheelchair to use. you can use this wheelchair because my ankle was really much in pain. And even having surgery took a while to recover.
0: Yeah. You um, have to keep off of it for a while and, and yeah, it's a whole process. Oh, it is. And uh shout out
1: to my surgeon, Dr. Lou shown. He is uh, a well-known surgeon here in Baltimore. He's awesome. Uh, mm. He also did a surgery on my other ankle too. So yeah. Uh, he uh, definitely, def- it was really amazing. He was able to see me right away and did my surgery and
0: yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I mean, I wonder it sounds overwhelming, honestly, just to be like so new to college, so far away from home. Um, you're you know parts of your identity and like your community is a rugby team, but then you're like pulled away from them. Um, how did you how did you manage?
1: Well, luckily, the teammates. Um- at the time at JMU, everyone was so helpful. And my also my coach Roshna, she um she was our coach there for all four years that I was there. And That's they were awesome. very, very helpful. And if you need a ride somewhere, if you need anything, let me know. And I didn't really know them that well. And so I really appreciated how helpful they were. And you know, I still went to games even though I couldn't play. And um good. I still went to practices and good like watched and
0: good yeah that's good I mean that's I wouldn't expect for them to be like well I wouldn't expect for you not to do that honestly because why wouldn't you you know you know you're gonna get better and continue to play rugby um was there something was there like a process within yourself that you went through during that time as an athlete
1: I contemplated at a time you know am I gonna play but I've never had an injury like this at all playing any sport. So it was kind of, I really had want I wanted to play, but part of me was like, this is a horrific thing. Like, I don't know how people like a lot of people who have bad injuries mm-hmm. don't come back just because of the, just depending on the severity of it. But I, you know, I'm like, I have to go back to school. You know, I got to like kind of get myself together and just continue it and, yeah, You know, with, with playing rugby, you know, just how, how helpful everybody was to me to, you know, pick me up to go places and getting to know some of my teammates um, definitely helped me realize you need to go play. You need to like recover and, um, you know, do some like therapy to get recovered. And I actually playing back in the, that was in the fall and I ended up back in the spring uh, being able to play, which was
0: good great yeah you healed you healed well then
1: yeah yeah my dad like again not to bring him up like a thousand times it's so weird because you know yeah he definitely had a lot of impact with that and he helped me with the recovery he's like oh you don't need physical therapy just we'll do these exercises
0: (laughs) he's like I'm a physical therapist I've been in this game for my whole life like
1: yeah he thinks I mean, he's a doctor. He thinks he's a, a, a physical
0: therapist. That. But a lot
1: of this, like, again, a lot of things he does know about, like just being around the sport and certain injuries. And hmm. he's very knowledgeable, but of course, sometimes I'm like,
0: okay, that's a little much. You need to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's, it is so wonderful to have that support though Um and have somebody that is so knowledgeable, so close to you. But I can definitely see how also being like a young person, like being in college, be like, oh, dad, again, like, come on, you know, I, let me go through this. It's kind of my thing.
1: Right. And it's be- and uh, like my mom, you know, it's so funny with my parents because it's always been me and my dad or dad at rugby stuff, rugby events and other people's like, do you have a mom? Like, she's never <laughs> around. She like doesn't come to rugby events. And oh, so my- when I hurt my ankle, she was like mortified. She was just like so distraught. And my dad's like, she'll be fine. And my mom's like, you should, you sure you want to play this? You know, you're, you you want to do this. And my
0: dad's like, Oh, she's fine. She's fine. That's funny. So. I just imagined like your mom <laughs> on one shoulder and your dad on the other shoulder, like devil and angel, but I'm not sure which one was which honestly, because they're just opposite, opposite spectrums of perspective there. Um, that's, that's cute yeah that was really cute you guys you dad you just piece in a pod just for rugby people
1: oh my goodness yes yeah mm. um, we've anything rugby related we've gone to games and you know all the uh, big rugby events that have happened in Chicago we go to or it's so cool it's yeah you know, it's it's a it's a interesting relationship mm-hmm. to have that bond and that's another thing we like to talk about a lot when I see him in big. Oh, did you see that this guy is now going to Munster, which is our Irish province team that we're fans of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You guys are just like sports nerds.
1: Yeah. And it's for rugby. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so cool. That is so cool. Um, Definitely. uh, Yeah. It's such a cool, such a great resource to have for sure. And um, it's great. And it's honestly, it's just great to hear about y'all's relationship and the way that you're bonded and the way that he helps you and stuff. And um, I wonder if there was a little bit of a challenge for you being so far away playing rugby at college and him being back in Baltimore.
1: Yeah, I think um, I I definitely talked to him on the phone every now and then, which is I talk to, you know, talked to my mom when I was away. And even after a weekend game, he'll call me. How did the game go? He'll- oh, neat. He'll, he'll ask me like, kind of like how, like, where, like, what position did you play or, mm-hmm. you know, how, how were the, the scrums, how you asked yeah. me really specific details of the games and was genuinely interested and was like, would try to come to games when he could, because being three hours away, um, it's definitely a nice day trip. So he definitely would try to come to games or mm-hmm. if we played, um, a school that was closer, he would try to come. But, yeah was definitely was wanting to know what
0: was going on, and it's probably neat to just have like an adult that you can talk shop with that isn't your coach or and actually analyze a game and and that kind of perspective on. It's cool. Yeah, and of course
1: that when he when he comes to games, um, back when I was in college, like none of my friends really are. They didn't know who he was. So if this guy talking, and they're like, who is, <laughs> who, "Who is this guy?" I'm like. Uh, that's just my dad. Like he, and he'll talk about like really specific game related tactics. Yep. Like how, if, you, if, if there's someone playing fly after kicking the ball, he's like, oh, you should go like turn your body this way and like drop the ball this far from your foot. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And I'm sure a lot of players, including my coach uh, at JMU, like got to know Rusty <laughs> a little better when he yeah. came, when he was able to come to a game or two,
0: but yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm also sure some of that was just over some of your teammates' heads, too, because, like I like we talked about, like we know so many women and ath- athletes don't find rugby until college. So then their first, like, freshman year sophomore year is just, like, completely green. You're just out there yeah. trying to figure stuff out. And you're like, what are you talking about? Tracking. I don't know what that is. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat. So, it is. And, yeah, it just –
1: As a a player with experience coming to college, I kind of like, it was hard to try to be helpful in a way because I obviously playing playing the game, playing it in high school, like I had to learn also being, trying to be a teacher, like learning how to like give like direction, like help others Mm -hmm. without sounding like a jerk or sounding like I know everything. Well, I really don't, (laughs) but I, you know, try to find my way to, to communicate well with others and to be helped because again, not a lot of, no, no one really played in high school yeah. on my team. I, again, mostly everyone else never played before. So sure.
0: yeah. I mean, that's such a skill to figure out how to deliver information to people who don't know things without seeming like arrogant or, or being too forceful. Yeah. Um, and
1: I can be very
0: impatient as my
1: other, my current teammates will say, and probably my past teammates, I I can be very impatient <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I'm full aware of that. And, you know, we're all, you know, we all things
0: to work on. And yeah, nobody's perfect. Like we all, we all have our little, our, we have our little ticks and we have our little ticks. And also, um, did you, were you playing scrum half most of the time in college too? Yeah. I kind of was put in little like different places. Um, yeah.
1: Just cause having that experience, like I would, you know, whatever my coach needed me um, to play, I was pretty much open to it so
0: yeah that's fair that's fair I was just thinking about like scrum half's job there's like a fine line between being efficient and being impatient or something like it's like like my thought (laughs) process right now and so right Mm -hmm. and I like tried
1: my very best and unfortunately I mean not unfortunately because like I had fun playing with the team and I just I had to learn a lot about myself and how to communicate with others. And I still have, you know, I'm still working, you know, still working on that. And yeah, it never stops. (laughs) And to be able to trust others because like trust others that they're going to catch the ball and they're going to get there for the clear out. It's to be able to trust others while playing, even if they haven't had a lot of experience, but go with your gut that they're going to get there as quickly as they can. And they're going to, um, make that play
0: yeah. and that
1: definitely I think that trust has definitely helped me when I got into playing in uh with Chesapeake too is yeah being able to trust others and um that they're gonna do the best that they can and
0: yeah that's actually a really interesting point I don't think anybody has brought up so far is just how much we do have to trust we have to trust people to make tackles and because you, well, you physically cannot, it's not possible for one person to run a rugby team to do it all. Like, that's why, that's kind of how it's set up. That's why we have 15 people out there, and, and everybody's got their jobs to do. Um, but, like, specifically in your circumstances, like, like, we were talking about being a very experienced player with some not more green, younger, newer players mm-hmm. would be, it, it is a particular challenge.
1: It definitely is, and you know hopefully i didn't hurt anybody's feelings in the past <laughs> if, if if i have you know you you can find me on the the social media and i will personally apologize <laughs> if i if i said anything mean or anything gotten impatient with you yeah. i didn't mean it it was just in, it I was just mean- in a
0: moment right oh da- oh 100% yeah. oh my gosh we've had we, those uh-
1: <laughs> everybody has
0: had those especially on a rugby field yeah, we definitely have um, in the playing
1: with the club team with Chesapeake in the past couple of years. We have a new called a uh, rage mode, and I think that <laughs> is something that I think Chef coined it. Is from me like getting pumped for a game, like getting fired up. Yeah, and Chef's like you're in rage mode, like, and that's every time like I had to get that some sort of I don't know getting me ready for the game, getting me pumped, getting me, like, fired up. Fired up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rage mode and just screaming rage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I like that. I mean, it's real. It's also very real. Rage mode. Then. Maybe yes. that's going to be the uh, in the title of this. <laughs> Katie Cross on rage mode. <laughs> rage.
1: And, I again, just the, there'll be something about warming up. Mm -hmm. either like running even i'm about running around the pitch to warm up because who likes that Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) but like
1: (laughs) (laughs) like doing some like drills before a game or like do like a little like scrimmage before a game like something something comes over you i don't know and just you see it like you'll see another team that you're playing against you see them getting warmed up too and that sparks some rage or like someone puts on music and some song just pumps you off. Like. Oh yeah. And like
0: <laughs> you're lighting a fire inside of yourself that you just burns the t- like burns throughout the game. Right.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah. As much, as much as humanly possible through the 80 minutes. yes. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> with its, with its slight lulls, but it comes back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we didn't hit this. You, you had a second, you, 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 you heard you broke. Did you break your other ankle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she got two two now fixed ankles.
1: Yes, yeah, so my second one was actually during a game. Um, uh. We were playing Westchester, and of course, varsity Westchester. You know, mm-hmm. little intimidating, but you know, I just remember I, you know, I don't remember exactly what happened, but my ankle was bothering me. It wasn't as bad as the first break. Mm-hmm. But i definitely felt that something was off like something felt weird and when we got back because we played at westchester we came back i went to the er just to get it checked out and um they took they took an x-ray They're like yeah it's fractured and i'm like oh not a. Huh. I was yeah it was it wasn't as bad as the first one where it, it completely it just kind of broke in half mm-hmm. sorry those who are a little
0: squeamish. <laughs> no, but. we play rugby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this, yeah, this one was more like was a little less like a, of a fracture, and um, mm. I saw had to get surgery on it just to have a pin put in by the same doctor. And the recovery, the recovery for that was about the same as the other one, but it, you know, I didn't feel the same like kind of hesitant of going back to school again I left I left school to get surgery in Baltimore and then I came back
0: yeah um well but you but you had been you had been like fully integrated into the rugby team by then right like you knew yeah. that it was your home and and at, same at college like at JMU you were there that was where you belonged it was your it was your space so mm-hmm. but you took a you took a break um did you take a, you took a break after college rugby did you not
1: yeah, that was. I graduated in 2012, mm-hmm. um, and then i i went to I went to grad school. I went to Spain. Um, I came back to Baltimore after I graduated from grad school in 2015. Is when I graduated. I moved back to Baltimore because um, I was living in Ohio at the time mm-hmm. for school, mm-hmm. and um, I moved back and. Um, I got a job at a school and, um, my dad at the time was coaching at Chesapeake and he's like, Oh, you should, uh, you should come out to practice, you know? Yeah. And so I, I remember actually funny thing, first practice that I went to, I believe you were there. I think I was
0: there. I think it was like the end of season or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, I remember you were I think you were you were practicing with the backs, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was playing
0: fly half then. And then when I left, I think so you came around in twenty fifteen. It must have been the fall, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it was the fall. So that was my last season with Chessie. And then I came out here to play with Glendale in Colorado and bam back in the prop. Back in the back in the lot in the forwards and as a prop. So mm-hmm. my my time in the back line was more of it, it existed, but I fantasize and romanticize it a lot.
1: <laughs> right. And, and again, like with having a knowledge of the sport, you know, be able to see the field, how, mm-hmm. you know, be able to play anywhere is actually, you know, as a matter, again, I think I mentioned it before, like the size of you, like the size of uh, the person or the height or the anything like that. It's just the knowledge of the sport, and where to be, being mm-hmm. in the right being in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and um, yeah, encouraging others,
0: too, is uh, a big thing. Yeah, it can make you really useful in a lot of different places. Uh, and your dad was a, a big part of that, too, because I hadn't played fly half for, like, years and years. But he he just jumped right back in and started coaching me. He would do kicking practices with me, too, like, on before, after practices or, like, meet me in ta- like at the park in Towson and, like, got my drop kicks. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Just from, just from his coaching and like his dedication. And I'm forever grateful to him for that. I'm curious about like why you took that break after college.
1: So I, I back to what I discussed before about being burnt out. I was very burnt out playing in college, Yeah, which is, which is so bizarre to, to say um, like, like, You know, rugby is an awesome sport but it's
0: just it's very time consuming Mm -hmm. it is it's like three or four days a week of just like getting ready for games and then if you're working out on the side like it's it's a full-time thing it is it's it's
1: like a full-time athlete I felt like having practice three days a week and then workouts the other days and game Saturdays and Sunday is to like recover and Mm -hmm. it's a lot and I also had a part-time job in college too. So balancing all that with classes and rugby, it's um it definitely took a toll on me and just wanted to, you know, find other hobbies and things that I would be interested in that, you know that I could explore that you know, with rugby, you know, just
0: give it a give it a little break,
1: just a little time away. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Did you feel different did you feel refreshed when you came back and started playing with Chesapeake
1: yeah I definitely did I remember it's just nice running around and uh, Mm. I also moving back to Baltimore I'm being from here I knew people I had friends but there's just just something different about rugby friends
0: yeah it's like a
1: secret it's a secret club (laughs) 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 but it's not secret
0: because anyone can join but Mm -hmm. they just don't they just like not everybody knows that they want to
1: right and, and they just you know have to come see it for themselves like people who've like come to um games and socials and stuff they they get a inside glimpse of what goes on but like when it comes to like practice and actual playing the game in the moment it's it's a whole different experience a different bond uh, yeah. comes from
0: that yeah so you got really great friends. I, I mean, I just, it's community. That's what it is. That's what I always call it. It's like my rugby family. Um, and what about the the game? Did you start to, did you enjoy it again? What did you, you I really enjoyed it. Yes, I yeah. really did. I think there cause there's like this contrast when you went to college, you wanted to find like a high level, like a competitive team to play with and it's like Chesapeake's just they're not bad by any means, you know, but they're just, a they're a D I don't want to say this in a way that it sounds makes it them sound less, but they're a D two women's team. So there's still new people coming in. There's some like really old players. There's so much talent, but it's, um, it's not like being a varsity athlete or something like that.
1: Right. It was definitely a lot laid back than what I'm used to, which I really liked. Um, it's, diff- le-
0: it's different, huh?
1: Oh, it's so different. Like, it's it was still competitive in a way, you yeah. know. Yeah, like, for sure. But it was a different kind of competitiveness, mm-hmm. I guess to say. Um, because everyone has, like, jobs. You know, we're all in the workforce. But I think most people are working full-time jobs. and Yeah.
0: Um, but still dedicating, like, two nights of practice and Saturdays basically all day. And then there's all this stuff behind that, too. Like, when you get leadership roles, there's still – Dedicating so much time and energy to it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and
0: it's just
1: it's just really cool to see some of the the ladies I've interacted with and their level of dedication to the sport who have just started playing in college, and also even started playing on the women's team because even on the club side, yeah, the amount of, the amount of I think you've talked about it before on a couple of episodes where those who transition from college to like club you know then you know the number kind of dwindles down from high school to college
0: to club like the I don't know if it, it people retire come up. they do other yeah. things yeah like people like women leave rugby all the time I guess in the process of growing up and doing things but right. you and but so- you are coming around to like recruiting bear bear green rookies off of from pride fest like we got a chef you know yeah yeah
1: uh, the, the, the uh, recruiting aspect of the club, t- again, I think you've mentioned it with Maria with uh, with having an organization night be able to get people, mm-hmm. I think it was Maria or with, uh, with Mudge I forget mm-hmm. who but you have that organization night where you can get in pe- get in people's faces sort of speak and like, be like hey, come play rugby uh-huh. you know and like it's a whole event and then with a the women's side, you know trying to recruit people, you know, obviously college players and you know people from Pride Fest. It's um, it's a lot more difficult to to get people to come out
0: and um. Yeah, the game changes for that reason.
1: Yeah, but it's still great to see people. You know, um, with Chesapeake, how everyone you know just comes in has an open mind, which is great, and mm-hmm. just kind of goes with it, even mm-hmm. at practice and then at a game. Uh, just kind of going in there and just pl- just giving it a shot pl- just playing it because that's the best way to um to learn to learn the sport and yeah. just to, to play it and and also watching it of course which chef has mentioned but um
0: sure yeah but I, it's it's hard to imagine yourself doing any of the things that we do when we play rugby until you do it you know like drills drills only go so far and and um yeah, you just kind of got to get in there and then have hopefully they have someone around that around like you that could t- be like go do this or go do that because you have more knowledge. Yeah, and and speaking of that,
1: transitioning to possibly coach mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. I think my I think I think my playing days are dwindling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for for real for real. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I say that, but you know, there's a alumni game
0: or It was a big decision when I decided to retire too, but I think it, it's similar to your break is it gives you the opportunity to do other things and to explore other parts of yourself. Right. And, you
1: know, and to like meet so many different people out there and tell them about rugby and hopefully they spread the word Mm -hmm. of how great rugby is. And, um, oh, rugby always finds a way back though. You know,
0: it does. It won't let us go.
1: It will. It will. And that's not a bad thing, but, um, no, it's not. (laughs) What what are you thinking
0: about coaching?
1: So right before the pandemic, I, I took a class through USA rugby to get my rugby sip for coaching. Um, it was out in Northern Virginia. Nice. And it was was interesting just to, um, kind of get perspective on the coaching role and how to, um, you know, how, how practice should run and just the organization part of running a practice and Mm -hmm. everything. It's, it's, it's a little intimidating to be honest with you, because I just, you know, being a player and knowing about the game and, you know, having to talk to people like who I play with just little where to be and little things here and there, but Having the spotlight, a spot—I don't want to say spotlight because it's not like a, a glamorous
0: <laughs> thing, but, but you know, just like well, yeah, you're right. But it's a spotlight, like you, you. There's different responsibility, and um, yeah, it is like a. Like it is, I just imagine you like doing a hair flip on the side, like it's glamorous. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: and being a teacher, I'm used to talking to groups of 30 high schoolers all the time and for some reason when it comes to for rugby and like talking to um you know you know explaining things going through drills and game scenario stuff it's are you intimidated a little little bit and a lot of people wouldn't think that I think about me um because I'm pretty I'm a pretty outgoing person Mm -hmm. I, I I'm talkative
0: um Yeah, and you've been in, like, leadership roles on teams that you've played on. And even, like, your main position, like, playing scrum half, is a leadership role.
1: Yeah, and it's just – I don't know why I'm feeling so intimidated about it. Maybe because I just – I want to, like, you know, help those who've never played the game before, as well as the players who've had a lot of experience, grow Mm -hmm. um, in their rugby career, and just also – this might sound weird, but you know, my my dad being a coach for so long, he coached me in high school. He coached me, you know, on the women's team recently. And mm-hmm. he just knows so much. And I just don't want like the comparison, like, oh, you're Rusty's kid kind of thing. It's oh that's another yeah. thing. That's another thing too. And like it's weird to talk about it or bring it up just because like I, you know, I value his knowledge and everything he's done for the sport here in the U S and what he knows. And I just like, huh? You know, not like, not like, cause not like that I'm going to be, you know, disappointment, you know, which is weird to
0: say, but sure. Like, you got big shoes to fill though. Right. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and, I- well, <laughs> I think there's part of it is you have the knowledge, you know, so just like come from that. And I think coaching could be intimidating for anybody, but You've, you, I think you just have to believe that you have the knowledge because you do. You have the experience and also your dad's still around so if you ever have any issues you can be like, hey this is like another, this can be another level to y'all's rugby relationship to your n- rugby nerdness it's like, <laughs> dad I don't know how to teach this or and like, it's such a great resource you're absolutely right Seuss, uh, Yeah. He-
1: I, I know he's mentioned before, like, cause his, with his, co- his coaching up as up and down as well, but mm-hmm. definitely if I, you know, n- you know, need his help or have him come out to a practice, he'll definitely do it, you yeah, know, for and, sure. and help me, you know, how to use my words, so to speak on making a drill or making, um, some sort of game make more sense uh-huh. You know, yeah. even though sometimes he doesn't make sense. But yeah. I, if he can, like, show me, I can kind of break you can it down. Read, yeah,
0: translate again. You can translate it again. But also your teaching skills are going to be able to go, like, translate into that space well, too. So. Should be a lot easier with uh, full-grown
1: adults than with uh, teenagers. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, you think so?
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean... There's been times at practice where I tell people to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just,
0: just,
1: just, just, you know, we just, we (laughs) like to, you know, people like to talk and that's fine. You know, when it's like drill time or explanation time, mm, that's not the time. (laughs) It's not the time. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, that's totally fair. (laughs) Well, I hope that you do take the jump and, and, start coaching I think you will anyway but I think I hope that your experience is like quickly reassuring you know that that like you get all these people and and I I imagine it will be there's something about I think there's something about like just living through a pandemic and not being able to play and then also something separately that are both applying here that's just about making big transitions in our lives lives in our lives in our lives that's like a risk that's a mm-hmm. risk. And we're, we're scared of risks. Oh, absolutely. Terrifying. Just, just naturally <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm,
1: I'm excited. I think, you know, again, once, you know, start get, we start get going, get going <laughs> when, we just, when, when things start picking back up and um, I'm sure, you know, my dad will definitely be helpful in this and
0: um, other players like yeah. So, but I mean, I think it's kind of beautiful is like, well, we said it rugby won't let us go, man. Like you, even you got it before college and, and then college you're there and like, you really can't get out of it. You're just stuck. And, but in, it's a good way. It's not like, Oh, I'm so stuck with this. I'm obligated. It, um, it just gives us new opportunities to express ourselves, develop ourselves right. and mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 transform or develop yes.
1: you, you know grow yes. yeah absolutely grow definitely and work on ourselves become the best humans we can be
0: mm-hmm. so neat so special I love rugby yes. damn it yes okay well you want to wrap this up with me with two truths and a lie yeah let's get it let's get it yeah let's see if you can trick me
1: okay so two truths and a lie all right. Our uh, first one is uh, I've played second row. Second, aren't, you, aren't you like five, four? Five, two. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: My, okay. Second, my second one is I've played rugby in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And my third one is I, I have, well, have, but I had a distant relative uh, who played
0: for the All Blacks. Oh, I think that one's true because you just corrected your grammar, <laughs> <laughs> which is really good. If you gave that no! word. <laughs> um, that's okay. That's okay. None of us are perfect. Um, and I'm I'm a detective over here, so. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna go with my gut. I I really don't think that it would be appropriate for you to play second row, but I think you're gonna trick me with that. And because you're Irish, you're gonna tell me that. Y- Oh no! I'm so confused. I just confused myself. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Whatever you. <sighs> just go with your gut, Sue. Yeah. I I don't think you have actually played rugby in Ireland. You are correct. <laughs> ah! I was like, she's going to trick me with that because she's Irish and like maybe she went over there with her family and but did you play second
1: row <laughs> so I I was waiting to say this but when we were talking about college so oh, I was no. like I'm like if I'd say this then my true truth isn't a lie I have to make something else up but <laughs> uh, so again playing in college you know my coach put me pretty much anywhere I played I think I have pretty much played every position nice um, and so playing second row was definitely the one that I've i played a few times not just once but definitely a couple times huh and I just really didn't know why.
0: Uh, I guess <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. What is happening? Yeah. Um. So back in in Leslie's episode, she's five four. I played with her in college, and she told us how her first position was four, and it was like so funny because I'm like, "You're too short to play second row." But now we have an even shorter, <laughs> and even shorter to take the first, the shortest second row prize in a two.
1: Yes, and it was an interesting experience and
0: it was only the scrums that
1: I didn't really like, but being a forward being a forward was fun. I definitely I enjoyed being in rocks and that was fun, but Mm -hmm. I being in the scrums I did not like. (laughs) Not at all.
0: (laughs) I've played so much forwards in my life and I never I I don't like scrums too much either. So I might be You either love them or you hate them. It's like Dave yeah. Matthews Band,
1: right? Exactly.
0: DMD. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Tell me also. You have a distant relative that's an all black. Yeah. So of course I fucked that up. But uh. So <laughs> okay. um.
1: So. It was on my grandfather's, my dad's, my dad's dad's side. Um, he was all black and they go by like numbers Mm -hmm. when they when they are on the team they have numbers he is all black number 130 whoa Um, yeah so (laughs) this was like the late 1800s early 1900s that's amazing yeah i i never knew that until i was like probably in college wow Um, sorry i just drank some kombucha and i'm like dying sorry (laughs) that's okay take a moment (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah he um his name is Harold Abbott and um he only played one international game like you know an international rugby they have caps yeah um he had one one cap one cap he played against France and I think I believe he scored a try or two hell yeah yeah so y'all can look it up on online he is 130 uh is the all
0: black number um that's so amazing i mean so really you as not just your dad you got like this generational rugby legacy behind you that's phenomenal oh wow i'm wow wow yeah i i thought it was pretty cool and i
1: i actually have a jersey my dad got a jersey and he um printed his last name on the back which was (laughs) kind of cool that's awesome that's awesome yeah I mean, talk about all blacks like that's even more intimidating than this guy from Limerick, Ireland. Rugby
0: <laughs> yeah, and your dad's also like five foot three or something he's
1: yeah he's a he's a little guy <laughs> he's a little guy, but
0: we have all known that fierce little scrum half that does all the work, so yeah, yeah it's just like imagine that he was that guy, and it's it's awesome, yeah. yeah well, one day you're probably gonna need to go play rugby in Ireland. Hmm. What?
1: Yeah, that would be really fun. I've seen plenty of games. Obviously, um, um, I would love to play. Um, that cool. would be that would, that would be a, a bucket list.
0: I would say just yeah. to play play a half play. Yeah, those are bit. those are my aims now too. It's like, can I just play casually in a friendly game, just to get the rush, but not get all the pain? <laughs> right, right. And you have to you have to learn if you're gonna go
1: be a spectator, just don't bring your cleats. Like if you even mm. have any. Any cleats on you, Any anything rugby related, like, yeah, they'll find a way. Yeah. Find a
0: way. <laughs> hard, gotta draw some hard boundaries there for sure. Hard lines in the sand. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been so, this has been such a great chat. I'm so glad you signed up to come on and that we made this happen. Uh, yes,
1: I am so happy to be here and talk to you and share a little bit about my background and a little bit about you know, the rugby life mm-hmm. uh, from, from birth to however long we're on this earth for. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Can't stop. Won't stop. Rugby okay. forever. Yeah. Forever. Rugby forever. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. And thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of With You. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of With You, a women's rugby podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Any feedback is much appreciated. You can find my email in the show notes. Other than that, I love you all so much, especially for being here. But my love is unconditional. Until next week, take care of yourselves. Bye. Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suz at withyoupodcast dot co that's s u s at with dot c o My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.